Welcome to There's a Sub for That Podcast. We are the front podcast of the internet. He's your host, Willie Make More Facial Hair Matson. And he's your host, Scooty McDoodles. I wish I had your beard. <laughs> Joining us today is a very special guest. Mariah may or may not have a restraining order from Taylor Swift Luxon. We're a show all about Reddit, covering all the ups and down votes in about 30 minutes. And if you like the show, you can find more of us on TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram, or creating a poll to resign as CEO from Twitter. Not rehearsed at all. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can we start the show talking about Elon? Because I know that it, it feels timely. It's in rare fashion, Mariah, that we actually uh, do a show, have that little ad lib, and then talk about it in the show. But I think this is relevant. We, early on when the show first started, somebody made a comment, maybe on one of our TikToks, that I look like like a chubby Elon Musk, which was definitely offensive. I mean, in more ways than one. Yes, but that was that was see, the problem is, is that that was at a time I remember. Hold on. I remember Scott saying, hey, man, you should go look at the latest video and see the comment. He didn't even warn me. He didn't even care. Wow. Oh, man. Um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So I just figured like. I love you, but feelings be damned. Let's let's ride this train. Let's let's do as much Elon stuff as we can. That was before he was a bad person. <laughs> I mean, Willie, it also means though by association you would have a lot a lot of money. Which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. But now he's uh kind of referred to as Uncle Elon, you know, cuz that can go either way. You can have good uncles, you can have crazy uncles. And I, I feel like more of the latter has reared its ugly head, especially recently with mm -hmm. just, I think one of the most Googled things this year is probably going to be that man's name. And Mariah, how do you feel about this, this Twitter saga? I laughed when I saw it. I think that, I mean, I don't think he's going to do it. Like either way, no matter what gets voted on, I think it's just a publicity stunt. Every single poll that he has put up and said, I will abide by so far. I And correct me if I'm wrong, Willie, but has he not taken it to heart? I'm trying really hard not to pay attention to what uh, Uncle Elon says. <laughs> yeah, I do also have to say, uh, yeah, I don't necessarily like follow him super closely because. That's good I mean, because you would get banned if you followed him too closely. <laughs> did, did you hear about that? I, I, it blows my mind that if you're unaware, people were following his jet movement throughout the throughout the day and he said that he's going to ban any account that does that because it feels like an invasion of privacy even though it's public information. So they ended up on Reddit and now you can just go to Elon's jet and yeah, that's track them the all the time. Yeah, Elon's jet. <laughs> Well, did you have a chance to vote in the poll? Yes, I voted yes. You voted he should leave. All right. I voted he should leave. Why do you think he should leave, though? I mean, it's it's his company. He can do whatever he wants. 
I feel like Twitter was a better place before he was the company owner of it. And I feel like most of my feed now is about him, but I don't really care about him. So I kind of am hoping if he isn't in charge, then I see less tweets about him. Willie, how do you feel? I'm with Mariah. I think we need to get him out of there. Like the okay. pro- I just want to make sure because I, both of you believe in censoring the right. Okay. I just wanted to get it on, on camera <laughs> so that all of our listeners know. Continue. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, let's rewrite that. This isn't, this isn't a, a conversation about free speech because we need to remind ourselves that and somehow this has gone forgotten. Free speech is not about speech in private, you know, forums like Twitter, but it's uh, not being persecuted for your speech from a government. Everything else, game on, right? And yeah. I and- think... He- He's CEO of a company. He put out a poll that asked, do people think that he wants or that they want him here? And the answer is no. And I don't think it's that it's just a trendy thing. I think it's kind of a shitty thing to do to fire like roughly half the company and think that right there isn't Christmas. going to be repercussions. I think he is going to resign because he's a very emotional person, especially and reactional when it comes to just how the world views him i've i've read a lot of articles that say like they feel he wants to be liked by everybody he was very well liked by the left for creating tesla and all these green companies and these rocket companies and now he's trying to garner favor from the other side by doing all these things and whether that influence is coming from somebody else or from within his experience at the dave Chappelle concert i feel like probably just bruised his ego a little bit too much and um... (laughs) okay hold on hold on i think the three of us span three generations scott could be considered a cusper a gen x he's pretty close to that i would be a millennial and i'm assuming that because before we started recording the show we were talking about watching friends and you were like yeah back when i was in middle school watching friends on netflix I'm going to I'm going to throw up. Um you would be a Gen Zer, right? I think is that fair? Are you yeah. close? Okay. I'm close. Who would you put as CEO of Twitter? Good question. That's a good question. So, Twitter's the first social media I ever got, oddly enough, and it's the one I now use the least. So, I'm going to be honest, I don't use it that often. I don't put that much attention into it. It's like where I go to when I've gone through all of my other feeds of everything else. I think just because I would trust her with everything else, I would have to say Taylor Swift. (laughs) And I think she can take a terrible situation and turn it into millions of dollars. So, is there any any Taylor Swift lyrics that could adequately describe how you feel she would (laughs) run the company? Well, that's a good question. Because I feel like some of the lyrics she's had would speak to the opposite. She mm. can turn a daydream into a nightmare. Isn't isn't that one of her lyrics? Yeah, that is one of her lyrics, too. And I feel like that's what Elon's already done. So it's, it's fine if you can. Willie, who do you think would be a, a great CEO? Not just, you know, because I think like some sort of beagle that doesn't have hind legs and uh you know needs huh? to wear a diaper would be a better ceo than elon at this point oh. so 
I'm just I'm saying like don't go for the lowest common denominator. We want somebody who's actually going to run it competently. We're talking we're talking about a place where you can have like really great speech and no judgment, judgment free zone. I think we put Kevin Spacey. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did uh, get all charges dropped, so I mean, he's he's definitely Definitely one that knows how to negotiate. This is very bad. Like, I know. Shouldn't. No, I, w- I would not put him as CEO. Uh, I, I, like, and I don't think I'd want to put a celebrity. I just want to put a generic person who can competently allow speech to reign. Bernie Sanders. I'm going to put Bernie Sanders there. Yeah, Bernie Sanders. He'd, he'd be very economical with everything. I think he'd run it fairly. I'm the opposite. I would want a celebrity to run it. I think that's going to bring in investors and I think we've already had some demonstrative results from a couple of celebrities. I think uh, Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds should take over. I would agree with that. Because of the implication? Because of the implication. Because of the implication. Now, you've said that word implication a couple of times. What implication? All right. While Mariah considers her new CEO, um, Taylor Swift, and how she's going to introduce herself to the company with her song lyrics, let's talk about this person. Let's talk about this. I'm going to go as far as to say American Idol for you, Mariah. And correct me if I'm wrong. Is this person your new best friend? Is this a person you want to get into a relationship with? You know, like, would you be Taylor Swift's domestic partner? I wouldn't go that far. Okay, but we would we would be best friends in my forever. Like in my, yeah, I'd say I'd say I'd be roommates with Taylor Swift. Okay, you'd I'd have be, a nice dorm to live in. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be I'd be like a bridesmaid for Taylor Swift, or have her be my bridesmaid. Not best, not mess, uh, uh, best. No, I gotta give that to my sister. But I would do like neck bridesmaid next to my sister. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like first in line. What about in Taylor Swift's wedding though? Like, where do you see you? I'd line be up? anywhere. I'd be anywhere. I'd <laughs> be anywhere she'd put me. <laughs> okay, so be- Mariah, it has been abundantly clear that Taylor Swift is your favorite human. Where does it? I, I have a bunch of questions. Where does this start? Why? Why? First of all, how dare you? <laughs> Respectfully, how dare yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's a good question. So I started listening to Taylor Swift when I was probably 10, 12. But I first was introduced to her because I was a big Jonas Brothers gal growing up. Oh, yeah. And she dated Joe Jonas. So it was, you know, dream team. And did you have a crush on the Jonas Brothers as well? I did. My okay. sister and I both did, but it worked That's out because we liked different ones. So everything was fine. Yeah, um, naturally. <laughs> right? I mean, so I had my older cousin loved Taylor Swift. So I would always listen to her at her house. And then it just built from there. And then I saw her in concert when I was in junior high and just never went back. Just and this was uh... a Swifty for life. Was this country Taylor Swift or was this after a couple albums had already come out? I started listening to her like when she was country, like her first debut album. But I didn't see her in concert until her Red tour. And then that's when I was like obsessed, obsessed. That was a great album. 
Did it's you, my favorite album. Did you cry during the concert? I did. Okay. I did. And my when? favorite song from beginning? that. No. My favorite song from that tour was when she played All Too Well on the piano and she cried. Aw. And so I cried. And I literally, I was like, this song is going to change my life. So you were saying something about this song is going to change your life. What would you say is the most influential Swifty song? I would say for me, I think for everyone it's different. But for me, I would say her all too well. But the new 10-minute version definitely brought me back to that childhood moment, but then put a young adult twist on it. And as somebody who has never really got into the discography of Taylor Swift, was there a lyric? Was was it the chorus? What verse really hit home with young Mariah? Well, young Mariah, I think just saw her like tearing up really sad from the breakup that song was based off of and it was fresh at that time so at the concert she was probably reliving it you know just oh yeah shedding a tear you know in front of a million people yeah no that was her red tour she hadn't (laughs) done her reputation yet she was building the reputation gotcha earning the rep all right exactly i think for me she just like really performed it well and like showed that pain and like sadness on stage. So I was like, wow, like that was really emotional to watch. And then as I got older and had lived through like breakups and stuff like that, then I think I was able to understand why she cried. And like, then it kind of came full circle. That's it's really interesting to think about. So let let me go to an artist that I have followed since I was a tiny one. That would probably would have been Dion. Paramore. Oh, and, oh yeah. <laughs> it, so it started in like the angsty pop punk phase, and slowly it's transitioning into this more mature, more like throwback artist. Like if you listen to their new album, uh, or at least their new couple of songs that just came out, have you listened yet? I don't think I've listened to any of their newest stuff, but it's... I've listened. Like I've listened to Paramore. It's like very. That. It's got like a very seventies vibe to it, and okay. it's interesting, right? Because like what you were saying is that as you've gotten older, some of the inspiration that you got, the like your vision for the music has changed. How you see the song has adapted yeah. as you've gotten older. I haven't quite embraced Paramore's new music. Like it's just not the the vibe that I like. I guess for you, I'm curious, do you like Taylor's new album? Because in many of the same ways, I think her newest album is maturing with her and it's becoming something of like a Taylor 3.0, 2.0, whatever you might call it. Uh, The meta Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I did like it, but I don't like it in the same way. Like it's not the type of music that I would just go and listen to if it wasn't hers I guess if that makes sense like I appreciate it because I know who she used to be and the music that she used to make and I've evolved with her but I don't think if I was just starting to listen to it now and like this was what she started with that I would like it as much that sounds like it's worse to me she does a good job of really storytelling with it, but it's not as relatable for me, I mm. guess. Like right now, like I've never really listened to more like singer songwriter. I think like coffee house vibe music, like I'm not a very chill person, so I don't really 
like to vibe to that type of music. Same. But her older stuff that's very emotional and almost chaotic in a sense, that's much more <laughs> my personality and my vibe. <laughs> and I can relate to it a lot more. So like I can't be sad or overly happy singing in the car with the windows down to some of her new stuff. Yeah, we talked about this. We talked about this actually when we had Joel on the show. That was when Midnight's dropped. Yeah, I do like Midnight's, like that song, and I like Antihero, the ones that have that old vibe. Correct me if I'm wrong. T Swift had the rep. She was spurned by all these former lovers, and she connected with millions uh, because of the song lyrics. And now that she's more mature and she's comfortable with her yeah. bazillions of dollars, people are finding it more difficult to relate. Mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok this week that I think perfectly summed this up. They said, like, why is it that this album feels different, maybe doesn't have the same, like, Taylor vibe for an outsider like me and Scott? that her previous stuff did and it's because like if you go back to most of her other albums and you just hit play on just about any one of the songs you can like hum or sing the the melody of the song there's something catchy there's something catchy there's something that you can like grab onto none of the new songs have that same catchiness and because of that they don't have the same mental staying power as her previous songs as much as i want to like harp on taylor swift i am gonna say she knew what she was making and i think she did something that she wanted to make and for like i can appreciate that i think there are some people that didn't like her old music or didn't see her talent in it necessarily that do really like her new stuff name them i will fight them I, I mean like i feel like oh, there's like a lot of people that i went to school with that they weren't big taylor swift fans and i feel like they really liked her folklore and her evermore stuff that wasn't her normal vibe if you will yeah so i think i don't know different. i think but i do think to be fair she does have an album so far that hits almost every genre and category so, like, there is kind of something for everyone. Just not every album is for everyone. I'm really looking forward to the metal Taylor Swift as soon as that drops. Maybe she'll go on tour with Metallica or something like that. I'd go to that show. You know, it may seem that I am kind of, like, crapping on Taylor, but I don't want you to believe that. I just think that I really like her old stuff and her new stuff I'm not used to. And as somebody who has bad ears, like, I can't even hear it the right way anyway. But she is a woman of business, and she's allowed to make all the decisions that she wants and run things the way she wants. So good for her for trying something new. Speaking of women and business, Mariah, you are a small business owner, are you not? I am. What kind of business uh, are you into? I have an event and wedding planning business here based out of Minneapolis. That makes way more sense why your TikTok feed has like engagements and weddings. I was like, ooh, you're, yeah. your boyfriend's chomping at be the bit. In, <laughs> in for a surprise. Well, from what I know of Mariah, for a, a brief period, correct me if I'm wrong, you were very gung ho about one path. 
I mean, unfortunately, I would say that probably is true. <laughs> I feel like going to a really small Christian school, 95% of people's paths are kind of like go to school, get engaged, get married. Mariah uh, told really me quick. this horror story about how over half the people go to this school expecting somebody who, who holds the door open for them to like be their spouse. <laughs> you yeah, went to BYU? That... No. <laughs> Close. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I went to Bethel University in St. Paul. But yeah, it's like a joke on campus tours. The first guy you cross paths with on this one bridge is your husband. So, so do girls like... just like line up on one end and they're like, wait for it? <laughs> I'm, it was uh... my turn. Bethany. Right? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But no, I mean, like, I think it is kind of something that is just woven within the social aspects of the school a little bit. And uh, it works for some people and some people try it and it doesn't work and others don't and you make it out alive. So <laughs> there's very few of us, but yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Didn't end up uh, engaged or married, but got a degree. How much do you feel this university contributes to the current divorce rate in the United States? I don't think this university has a huge play, but I think universities get all added together, probably have have a nice nice impact on it. (laughs) I think part of it is they are schools that base a lot of things like that off of tradition like i think they're still trying to keep some tradition alive from i don't know like when your parents or grandparents or great great grandparents however long ago how Mm -hmm. they did things and i think there is you know there's value in learning about that but also keeping it alive and active in today's society i don't necessarily think it thrives the way it used to right things have changed yeah. My parents were 18 and 19 when they got married. My... They met in swim class, did they not really? <laughs> Are um, you, were you allowed to have boys and girls in the same swim class? No. and They sw- so... swam naked. <laughs> a scandal. <laughs> no, this is a, this is a real story, Mariah, if you haven't heard this yet. And it, it's like buried deep in like the far reaches of our podcast that nobody should ever go to. It's a really dark place. And... <laughs> Well, I'm glad my, we're drawing it back up. Yeah. So my uh, let's unpack this. My parents <laughs> had swim class in like northern Minnesota, and their teacher made them get naked so they didn't have swimsuits. And so it's like a bunch of teenage boys swimming naked. Turns out the male swim teacher ended up going to jail <laughs> uh, for all of the things that you might expect a bunch of teenagers Your naked father. in the pool. Uh-huh. Is he okay? Uh-huh. Has he unpacked that trauma yet from that experience? You think somebody born in the 50s and 60s unpacked trauma? No. No. I mean, no, ma'am. I just wanted to maybe see if there's a chance that that was a possibility for him. It's part of the reason Willie is a never nude to this day. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I never take this off. These are my jammies. Have you unpacked your trauma, Willie? No. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Mariah, maybe this is, there's no answer to this question, but 
you mentioned this bridge, this famous bridge or infamous bridge. Yeah. Are there any nicknames for people on campus? Because, like, I know people who chase athletes will have some sort of, like, derogatory name, like Snow Bunnies or something like that. But is there anybody who – or people who chase hockey players? Willie, what are they called? Snow Bunnies. Okay. There's Wait, really? Things. That's what they're – I've heard something else. Yeah, oh, Puck Sluts. Uh, what is your name? Yeah, Puck Sluts. Puck Sluts. Yeah. I was trying to keep it – Above Puck board. Sluts? <laughs> I played yeah. hockey. I I'm I was single while I played hockey, so I never found go. out. <laughs> this isn't no snow, this isn't therapy. This isn't a therapy session for <laughs> Willie here. Move on. I love talk that to this Elon stuff later. just comes out when I'm here. I can be but, your show therapist. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Was there anything like that? Was there any like bridge chasers or like no, not that I know of. And I feel like I would have been one of the ones to create okay. that nickname. So. I think we should come up with something and sell merch, uh, honestly. We could. I feel like yeah. there's an untapped market. I also thought, yeah, I think making some merch would sell well. <laughs> what nickname would you come up with? Like, what's your intuition? I mean, there's like the MRS degree joke. What's, what's that? that? What's that? MRS, like Mrs. Oh, MRS degree. So there's this thing called Turkey Drop where all of the people that came in with relationships, like to these smaller Christian schools, meet somebody else and then break up or like drop the other person before Thanksgiving break. I think I got Turkey Drop back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) You can make some merch. I have to unpack this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving was never the same. (laughs) Let me just deep dive into this because I'm not clever enough to come up with some like bridge over troubled waters (laughs) slang for people trying to hook up over a bridge. You had to have heard the story we told months ago about a BYU dorm doing the thing what's what did we call it uh soaking soaking yep but then to take it to like i don't know soaking 102 what was that called scott jump humping jump humping. oh okay yeah <laughs> you just, your just reaction so is just about like, it uh-huh <laughs> yeah oh yeah, yeah we did that, that all the time that's been on my tiktok for you page ours or just the thing hers no the original. like soaking jokes yeah okay uh, did anything like that happen in your your time in college? No, I think no, nothing to that like weirdness. I feel like all um, butt stuff. <laughs> it wasn't a Catholic <laughs> university. No, I feel like I think a lot of people think like Christian universities are super prude and partying doesn't happen and people Safe don't have sex. For Jesus, and, yeah. And, like, there are people like that, and mm-hmm. they kind of get tokened a little bit. They are the ones that give campus tours a lot, or they're the ones that are put on display. But partying still happens. Everyone people still else get pregnant. Like, pours it up like, like the rest of the school. <laughs> I think it's just, like, it's not as different as a public university on the inside. It's just displayed to be different. Which is where I think a lot of the problems are. Oh. So like more people in the pews on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. There was a lot of like 
weird little drama things that happened when we were in college. So I tell this story and I just want to set the stage. This is in like 2006, 2007. At a time where being gay would have been a joke. The biggest drama moment was my apartment building looked down upon one of the fraternities on the U of M. And there were just two dudes going at it in their uh, frat house. And now I'm like, good on those guys. But back Which then. frat was it? I, was it the dentist frat? No, I didn't. I didn't live over there. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Practicing they did mouth oral surgery. <laughs> oh. oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. To bring it around, do you feel that? They did that, too. So what you're saying is that this type of university helps your business because I think I need to tell the truth and make sure that all of our cards are on the table here. I have hired Mariah as my day of coordinator. So what's your uh, what's your pitch for your business? Like when you say like you've got lots of people to choose from, but why should people go with lovingly Luxon as their wedding slash event coordinator i think that how i usually try and frame it up is that you're not necessarily like buying a product but you're choosing like a service no oh okay (laughs) no like i'm not selling i'm not selling myself (laughs) to these people Um... (laughs) good good that's that's awesome that's good. Thank you. We are not in that I business. We are not on that side of the internet, really. Yeah. <laughs> I am essentially going to be serving you all day long. So, like, making sure everything is what you guys want and what you guys are desiring for your special day. And not everything. Like, I don't have a specific style that I try and force upon my clients. I don't have specific venues that I work at or specific vendors that I require people to use like it truly is their day and their experience and I essentially am there to do everything and anything that I can to bring that to life that's awesome I don't know about you Willie but she's hired literally (laughs) that yes Uh, Mariah thank you so much for joining us on the show this week we really appreciate it Yes, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, Mariah. We really appreciate it. Do you want to? Do you want to pitch anything here at the end? You maybe just like rep your your business real quickly before we wrap it up. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been so much fun to hang out with you guys and see a little bit behind the scenes of Willie and Scott. <laughs> um, yeah, if you guys are interested at all or want to get in touch with me, you can go to my website. It's just lovinglyluxon.com. Otherwise, we're on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest as well. So you guys can uh, reach out to us, like, comment, repost stuff. That would be great. We'd love to get in touch with you and whatever you guys are wanting to do. We will definitely add that into our show notes. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Find more of us on our socials 
and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I need to ask this question. Okay. What does your for you page look like? What are the trends? Oh, that's a that's a good question. Like you could get a lot of information from someone if that's like the first thing you asked them. Mine is a lot of weddings, a lot of like engagement or engagement announcements. A lot of like wannabe Taylor Swift or Fletcher singers releasing their songs about the heartbreak that changed their life. <laughs> Did you say Fletcher singer? What does that mean? Yeah. There's a singer. Her name's Fletcher. She, oh. I put her in the same category as Taylor Swift. She has Fletcher. some similar vibes, some not similar vibes. Don't hardly know her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Got it. Her Instagram you... is Finding Fletcher. Do you Just get any of like the big trends? Like, do you get like the like the dancing videos? Yeah. Or do you oh see yeah. Like well, the Demelio sisters, do they show up for you? I'm not. A, I'm not a Demelio gal. Like I'm not that's, into their their vibe, their thing. fam. I mean, they're great, but I just wasn't really into it. Willie's got Demelio all up and down his FYP. 